Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with LD, Will the Thrill, and TJ2. Hey guys, welcome to Rock and Roll Heaven, the podcast where we talk about the lives, careers, and deaths of famous musicians. I am your host, LD, along with me for the ride, as always, is my big brother from the exact same mother, TJ2. The deuce. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was covered that in was, wax paper. Yeah. What, what, what was it? <clears throat> was that just sad? <laughs> no, that one, that one cracked really loud. I don't know why you didn't hear it. Oh, it's weird. Um, it's a beer that I just bought. A beer, you this say. is from the good folks at Edmunds Oast. Uh, I've had many of their uh, delights on our broadcast before this one is their honey toasted oats ale oh sounds like something i was that, told that it's going to taste like honey nut cheerios it sounds but, like something you know, that will the thrill will drink but uh with but with booze nice like if so, you can get shit faced on cereal i think this is what it's, it's supposed to be an approximation <laughs> all right well then we have mr will the thrill greetings and salutations See, that's that's I'm sorry. Between the two of you, one of you has BD, beer deficiency. To be fair, I did use beer our big function, big honking Alaska bottle opener, which eh. can be probably double as a weapon. Fair enough. What are you drinking? Well, someone got this for me on my birthday. It is a fine beer. So I'm going with the North Coast Brewing Company's classic TJ. I think you know this one, Old Rasputin. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Always delivers. I oh, am. Yeah. All right. So uh before before we jump in today, let's actually take a word from our sponsor. I'm going to pass it over to Mr. Will the Thrill. Thank you, LD. Our sponsor, of course, is BetterHelp, because everyone can use a little help. No matter where you are in life, you can use a little help. Let's be honest. It's true. I mean, we spend a lot of time working on things that we are convinced are important, but at the end of the day, you know what we neglect? Our mental health. How do I know? Because I did this. For a very, very, very long time, an embarrassing long time. I was working on all the other aspects of my life, exercise, diet, work. And at the end of the day, something was still off. The equation just didn't balance. I was convinced that something was wrong with me and I was really hesitant to talk to anybody. So what happened? I feel isolated. My relationship starts to go downhill. We were in the middle of a global pandemic. It all piled up. And what I found out was that all I needed was someone to talk to so I could feel a bit more connected about the things that were bothering me. 
And that's where BetterHelp came in. BetterHelp allows you the specific help you need for whatever is eating away at you. They ask you a series of questions to set you up with a licensed therapist that you can talk to, well, whenever you want. That's the best part. First of all, you can talk about things that are big, small. It doesn't matter because it's all important to you. As the saying goes, it's okay not to be okay. The point is that BetterHelp will get you a, a counselor who is certified and tailored to meet your needs in under 48 hours, which is just simply amazing. Plus, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You don't have to drive to an office, sit in a lobby, pay for parking, all of that nonsense off the table. You can start communicating with your therapist in just two days. They were a game changer for me, and they can be a game changer for millions of others, and they can be a game changer for you. That's why we have a special offer here for our listeners on Rock and Roll Heaven. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com with our code, which is Heaven. So for our code, you go to betterhelp.com slash rockheaven. Thanks again to BetterHelp for everything you've done for me, everyone else, and anyone else who might be listening. Better help, better life. Excellent. And yes, guys, please uh, make sure if you didn't catch the promo code, it will be in our show notes. So be sure to check that out. So I pass the mic over to my brother. T, what are we talking about today? Well, we're taking a, um, a brief respite from the uh, sunshine and mirth that is the Sammy Wynette series. <laughs> um, just two up, depressing ju- episodes just, back. just uplifting <laughs> see, it's about to get worse right see here's the thing that you guys don't understand now my brother has to write it but once he's written it and we record it it's done I have to listen to it like six times while editing it so by the end of it I'm like yeah I don't drink but I think I might want to <laughs> yeah, I don't drink but I think I found inspiration to do so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> off to the bottle we go yes and the funny thing is is that um we had actually recorded those episodes like a really long time ago they were recorded in january uh, and you so can much... tell because we're talking about the when are they going to start selling uh you know cadbury eggs well not just that but like also we it was prior to us getting our sponsorship from better help so if you notice that we didn't have the native reads on those either and, uh, and so, yeah, you can kind of timestamp that with the fact that we didn't like make note of anybody who passed or like talk about anything that was even current to June. <laughs> and I think at the time of that recording, we were on Michael Jackson part 58, I think. Uh, 63. Only. Yeah, like only oh, 58. Yeah. 63. Well, yes. We were on 63, guys. Come on. At the halfway point. Well, and- the, fun, the funny thing is, is that legitimately at that point, LD had told me like, look, this, this MJ series is going to be really long. I think it's going to be like eight parts. And I said, Ooh. okay, well, look, I'm already done writing Tammy. Let's just go ahead and record a couple of those since you'll be done with Michael in, you know, two or three weeks. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, uh, I guffawed. Really I'm, so, I'm sorry, way, I'm sorry, so. I'm sorry. You know, and it's, it's, we have one more episode coming. The only problem is I'm currently working like four jobs right now. <laughs> I think it's five. We actually haven't gotten to sit down. I've already seen the the documentary Leaving Neverland. I've already seen it. Will has seen about maybe three hours of the four-hour documentary. So we still have some time to get through. But I got to tell you, like on the second watch, it's even more rage-inducing. So it's coming just maybe right after Tammy or as a special bonus episode of just us yelling into the void about this 
stupid documentary. And then but there's also like an after clip they were showing me where it's like where they break it down and talk about I won't spoil much. Spoiler, like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. No, no, no. Stop talking. Okay. Stop. Okay. Stop talking. That's part of it. You're you're ruining my fantasy. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Um, so Shut up, Davis. You're messing up my rock aware. Well, speaking of which, we just had the episode of Basic the Podcast, which featured uh, Mike Judge this week. So Sweet. we actually got to speak to, to Mike Judge and he actually did the Beavis and Butthead voice. And it was it was amazing. It was tear inducing. So please, guys, if you have a chance, uh, head over to wherever you find other podcasts and check out Basic. And then you'll hear a very familiar name at the end of it because I get to be one of the assistant producers. So I'm but very excited is it, about that. Isn't Mike's actual speaking voice pretty close to Butthead's? Not really. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit it's matured over time so maybe like when he was younger it well, did but it, his voice has matured over time well his voice when he does the voice the voice work for the uh tales from the tour bus show that, that he did which is so awesome when, when it's show. him talking it sounds very much like butthead is talking to you so i think if butthead were in his 50s then yes <laughs> But there's something about the, that. The, well, the, I mean, the actual voice sounds similar, but there's something about the delivery and the intonation, and just the fact that he talks like this when he's <laughs> when he's doing it. It's out. You're like, wow, it's this. This is Butthead talking about uh, Waylon Jennings. So what, if you guys are of- just if this is your first episode of uh, ever listening to Rock and Roll Heaven, guys, just so you know, there is an episode that's contained in this. We're not just talking about other podcasts. This is not the podcast about other podcasts. We we. we we have oh, a no. point. I, all of our listeners have told me that we're the only one. That's it. They're loyal it. to us. Yeah. Yes. They, I mean, I can understand why no we are podcast. such fine, upstanding citizens, yeah. beautiful storytellers. Yep. It's just and, us. Yep. Just us. Suck it, Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of our monthly Slap Nuts episodes where we, instead of talking about one artist and detailing their life, career, and death, we just kind of talk about whatever. It's pretty Slap Nuts, hence the name. So. Today, we're going to be tackling our favorite artists who weren't big, but should have been. We're going to have uh, a really fun exercise called exercise called Hell's Mixtape, where it's just 10 songs that you imagine that if, if you end up in the hell, they're just going to play on the loop over and over and over. It, they don't even have to be terrible songs. They can just be ones you find annoying or don't like, or you think the lyrics are just really stupid, or there's just something about it that bugs you. And then we're going to close out with um, familial songs. Familial. Yes, because we just had uh, Mother's Day and we just had Father's Day. And so we just kind of wanted to honor mothers and fathers with some familial songs. Yep, we're going we're gonna to honor all you mothers. And mother fathers. Every one of you mother fathers. And father mothers. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Starting off, what is our first subject and who's going to go first? Okay, we're going to start with artists who weren't huge but should have been. Um, this is people, you know, there's a lot of reasons that, that really talented artists maybe don't get the big break they deserve, they don't get the attention they deserve, and it could be poor management, it could be the rapidly shifting whims of public taste. There are a lot of things that can go into this, but we're going to start with that one. And I say that we actually start with you, LD. All right. Well, 
So my list is we're supposed to do five. I did six. So, uh, but I'm going to never do the homework as prescribed, by the way, (laughs) never happens. We either do extra credit or we fail it completely. (laughs) So uh, my first artist is actually a group from the UK called Tattoo. Now you guys might remember Tattoo because they did Not Gonna Get Us. And they made a debut. I think it was like the 19. I have no notes for any of these artists, by the way. So like, I am just going off the cuff with this. So they, it was the music be, awards, right? Yes. At the music yeah. awards where they had all the schoolgirls that came out and they, um, they had the white shirts and they pulled them off and then you're not gonna get us. But the thing is, yeah, they did that big spectacle thing where all the girls kissed at the end and people thought that they were dating and that, that, that. It doesn't matter. Like their vocals they were powerhouses. They had some really cool vocals. And so um, my number one is probably Tattoo. This is not in any particular order, except for when it comes to the last two that I'm going to talk about. The next one I'm actually going to talk about is a band that people have heard of, but I don't ever think that they climb to the point where I'm satisfied. And that is Chumbawamba. Laugh <laughs> if you want. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awful. Yep, um, so uh, Chumbawamba actually started in like the mid to late 80s and they still have a following to this day. So they were pretty, they were much bigger in the UK. But the thing is, this the one song that was like their breakthrough song, which was of course Tub Thumping, which was from 1997, was like a, like a jaunty tune. But honestly, the rest of their stuff is a mixture of industrial pop punk, and it's very political. And so if you're sure, I think they just did that one song. Pretty sure they pretty sure they did. I I have a wife. I have a vodka to drink. I have a side to drink. That one. But we are still singing it 20 some odd years later. So what does that tell you? Also, I don't know if that's what my brother just did could be counted as singing. That's no, that's, might, that's that's a that's a, a spot on replication of he, uh, of the chumba thumping or whatever he, it is. He, he might be having a stroke. <laughs> get Ashley on the phone. Um, oh, get not known that I have what to drink and oh. Danny boy. Like they're playing live. <laughs> wow, it's it's like it's like chumbawamba's in my ears. It's like they're living in in a, a small apartment in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is again 1990s dude the spin doctors why were they not bigger (laughs) they were big for well they had one they had one their first that one album was huge yeah pocket the pocket was pocket full of kryptonite pocket that was dynamite yeah yes dude that thing was they were just kind of gone after that i know and and that that bugs me and what bugs me even more is uh I was scrolling on TikTok one day and all of a sudden Two Princes, the song came up and I kind of rocked back and watched the video and the lead singer has a daughter and she was lamenting. She's like, my dad wrote this song when he was 19 and I work at Sonic or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, the guy from Spin Doctors has a 19 year old daughter. But well, that song has significance for us too, LD. Yes, it does. Two princes. I did, I did sing it to you New Year's Eve at a karaoke bar. Yes, you did. That's, yep, that's a memory. And that lives in the old head box. Um, 
And then I, I know I, it, where are my, my Gen Xers? My Gen Xers are, are going to fully agree with me. They will have my back on this. Why is cake not bigger? It's a great question. T, do you know who cake is? I, I do remember them. I couldn't really tell you any songs they do. I mean, I remember that they were a thing. He's that going the distance. the distance. He's going for speed. He's all alone, all alone, all alone in this time of need. Like they, they had the, the, the trumpet down. Gosh, they had they had so many good I Will Survive. They had a cover of I Will Survive and it was amazing. <laughs> it's very strange, yes. But I loved them and I always wanted them to be bigger. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna poll the two of you. Would you like to know? my number two or my number one and then rock it back to number two i'm not interested in your number one or your number two <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna so euphemisms for uh, pee and poop so it's I, funny i'm gonna poop in your bed then the you okay. okay amber what are you amber heard yeah all right I'm uh, gonna go. number two man that's just going on just go yeah keep it going right. keep ascending like casey Kasem. what's what's your number okay. two okay this was okay picking my number one and number two were kind of hard because my number two actually reminds me so so much of Freddie Mercury, it's not even funny. His name is Mika. He's from the UK. And he, his first and second albums were incredible. We Are Golden is a great song. He puts on a hell of a concert. We actually got to go see him at the Wiltern out here. And he just put on the show. He left it on the floor. There were people that were dressed up in costume. It was like watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but happened in real time. It was incredible. And they had like giant puppets that were out on the stage and these girls dressed with like little like girl dresses and like big lollipops because he's got um, uh, like these little girls in videos that that are like dancers for him. Like he, it's just, I can't, it's so much. And then he had confetti. There was confetti at the concert, you guys. It was amazing. Um, the only thing is he barely topped the charts in America. And that was the song Grace Kelly. And that's been used in a couple films and a couple trailers. I believe it was used in the trailer for, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And it's been a couple other places, but like on the whole, Mika just never really made it big out here. And it, it really upsets me because honestly, he's got this amazing vocal range and there's one note that he hits in Grace Kelly where it's just like they woke Freddie up and said, can you record this one note? And he did. And it's just hmm. amazing. He's a hell of a vocalist. Yeah. He's, he's an amazing vocalist and I love him. Um, but I guess, and this is the one we're playing the music on, right? Because we're not playing mixtape from hell songs, right? <laughs> well, I, well, I, I, well, of course, now you're the quarterback. And if you uh, decide to audible and play one of those, I mean, we can't stop you. Well, would because, you guys? Because rather... what if I pick something for Hill's mixtape that is like one of your favorite songs, and you just you just want to screw with me? I mean, you may want to play one. I don't know. It, then I, maybe I'll call an audible. Then, so I suggest that we listen to my number one band in just a second. Okay. This is a band that's called Everything. Now, Everything originally was from Virginia. They had started so playing. This together. is not to be confused with the what their band called was Everything but the Girl. Yes, there was yeah. Okay, not them. Yeah, and that's the song, um, Miss You. And I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. Um, this is the band Everything. Everything started in Virginia in the early 90s. 
And they were like this just happy-go-lucky kind of jazzy, happy, poppy music. Uh, Their album, Supernatural, I purchased like four copies of it because inevitably I would break it, scratch it, overplay it. Something would happen. Like I'm not, I'm not even joking. And when I got Spotify, it was one of the first things that I ever followed. I love everything so, so much. Uh, the lead singer, Craig Honeycutt is amazing. And, and this should tell you something. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the names of people in bands are. It's like my blind spot. But I can tell you who played the saxophone on Supernatural, and his name was Rich. Like, that's how much I love them. I've seen them seven times in concert, once with Hootie and the Blowfish. Hmm. Uh, they were awesome. They, they had this incredible, like, they were just incredible. They had great lyrics. They had a feel-good summer hit. They were just awesome. And the thing is, they never even really charted. But I'm sure people like know the one song that did make it big, which was Hooch. Do you know that song, my brother? I don't think I do. Okay. Would you like to be acquainted with it? Sure. All right. It is a jaunty tune. It is a jaunty tune. So this is from the album Supernatural, and here is everything with Hooch.
That is a jaunty tune, and I would tell you, in places, that sounds an awful lot like uh, Love is What I Got. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. So you can see why I like it, because I, I'm sure. a huge fan of Sublime. I love That's Sublime. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. It was really good. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the whole album is like that. It's got It's very uh, acoustic guitar and brass driven. It's just really good. And then, like, I just don't understand why they couldn't get over that, like, hump of never really making it you know it's a bummer yeah they should have been bigger all right so who is uh tj why don't you go next well i uh, i have a question uh will the thrill did you actually follow the assignment and do five i did let's let will go uh next because i i built in a couple of um <laughs> I, I, I built in a, a couple of extras for mine with the anticipation that will and i were gonna we're gonna we're going to cross swords on a couple probably there's one i'm pretty I, sure I, we are okay yeah. here's the thing i never want to hear you say the words cross swords when talking about my husband ah uh, perhaps i should have chosen chosen a different euphemism yes. <laughs> phrasing is really everything yeah fair enough all right so uh we'll thrill go for it all right so artists that should have been bigger my number five is tim capello no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm I'm, I swear to God, <laughs> I, 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 I will divorce you. I will no, divorce I, you. I'm serious. It I will take joke. half of everything that, and the cats. That was a joke. He's my number one. But anyway, uh, number five. Oh, uh, you. Number five <laughs> is actually an artist called Vomitron. This is an artist I listen to really frequently when working out. And I guarantee no one has heard of him. I'm right. I have not. No. Vomitron I, is it's, a. It sounds like something that the Romans did close uh, or that ride at the carnival that spins around and everyone gets pushed against the wall it sounds exactly. like a, like a second rate decepticon well <laughs> i i will tell you what he is his real name is peter rucho and he does all the instrumentation he's a metal artist but that's not his claim to fame this lowell massachusetts musician made his mark by covering 8-bit nintendo songs so he would go back to the old games you love like zelda and contra and he would do metal covers of those songs it's it's amazing if you can check out his catalog. Yeah, um, you got like Castlevania medleys, you've got Mega Man. So if you like, I enjoy those old eight bit games. You can kind of get some nostalgia and with a metal twist on it. And the metal songs they do were really good too. He does, I should say. Um, they actually did a cover of Cry Little Sister for the Lost Boys, which is really excellent, really good. Um, and I just don't know why he hasn't popped through in one way or another, and especially on kind of a a, a metal sort of label. Which sadly, I think metal's probably not popular as it could be right now. And that might explain it, but Vomitron, definitely worth a listen. Check it out. A lot of fun music there. I think we may cross over on this one, uh, TJ2. I'm going with uh, the Screaming Trees for number four. Oh, I did not think of Screaming Trees, but that Screaming is an trees. excellent fit. LD, are you familiar with the Screaming Trees? I feel like I have heard the name, but maybe there's not one, There's one the song, song. there's I Know You've Heard. All That I Know? Uh, I Nearly Lost You. Nearly Lost You, yes. I know you've heard that one, LD. Again, maybe we'll play it later. 
You, would Let's, you like me to sing it for you? Or no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I can do as good a job. As, no, uh, I remember. On, I on remember. That as I did on the Chumba Thumpa Wumba Doodah. Yeah. No. Let's, <laughs> you know what? I'm trying not to alienate our listeners. So let's uh let's move on. Thank you. Cole. Okay. But I guarantee you, LD, you know the bands they influenced, which include Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, The Melvins. They were grunge before grunge. They were around. In the were 80s. they? Were they? Did they influence anybody that you know became anything? stop it stop it you how dare you uh but again they were grunge before grunge they were doing this in the 80s of course outside of seattle i think they're about they're good ways from seattle but definitely like seattle centric uh sadly they did break up in the year 2000 and the landmark vocalist mark lanigan actually passed away this february so he's one for i think we mentioned his passing when he he, he did die unfortunately but uh yeah and tell me i mean tj you'll agree gary lee connor is a fantastic guitar player he absolutely great and, oh. and lanigan is a lanigan can wail he could yeah he, he was a terrific singer they, they were that's a, they, that's a really good pick they were really i really liked screaming trees they were really yeah. good and then the odd thing is once all these other bands came out they ended up being opening acts for them so they would open for alice and chase they would open for Soundgarden, but they came first so uh screaming trees definitely good catalog there you check that out hey guys i hate to interrupt this but we do need to take a short sponsor break and we're back. Uh, my number three, I'm pretty sure, TJ, I'm stealing this one from you. I'm playing my jersey card. I'm going with the smithereens. I absolutely had the smithereens on my list, for I, sure. I believe you did. It's so funny. Like, literally, he went precog last night and was like, he went, he's going to pick da-da, da-da, and the smithereens. And who did I say? I said, also, I think Tim, Tim Conway is probably going to be on your list. Not Tim Conway, Tim. Tim Wilson. Tim Wilson's going to be on your list, T. We went precog and said Tim Wilson. Well, I'm, I'm sticking. I mean, Tim was a musician too, but he's. I think of him more as a comedian, so I, I left him off of this particular uh, list. Although, although he he certainly belongs on it. He should be. He should be. He should have been the biggest comedian ever. But whatever. <laughs> but uh, TJ did a absolutely fantastic episode on the late Patanizio, and of course, I am playing the Jersey card there. They're from my home state. And did you um did you put fantastic in air quotes will because no i was drunk and i had no script and it was exactly the way it should appropriate joke style <laughs> it was exactly the way it but needed to be. but no t that's what the network listened to and was like hey you, you should have this guy and your husband be your co-hosts that and ld is like are you serious did you guys have a that, yeah, <laughs> as, as i told you at, when you when you called and said hey they think it would be great if, if you joined us as a full-time host i i, I told you then and I'll, I'll repeat it now there was a long list of people who said no there was a there was there was like a 10-page list of, of names with x's through them. and some of them weren't even real people like elmo was this on guy there. here's dead yeah. well yeah. mark him off the list then yes can we get the red baron he's ineligible to, to be my to be my uh, co-host how about uh, honus wagner <laughs> oh nice so oh, anyway no, I, this, yeah. I love the smithereens well that's they're oh so good really good and they never got out of second gear they never did like they were they so had, close they were so close and the, th- the thing about them you know they only had two top 40 hits the highest of which was too much passion which got to number 36 i think especially for you or green thoughts one of the other after a very very long time finally went gold and may have gotten platinum but it's it's they, they, they were never as big as they should have been when they should have been in their prom. And then yeah. they seemed prime for a breakout and then grunge happened and their style of music sounded a little out of date, but 
the combination of like really hooky melodies, awesome harmonies, and big scary snarling guitar. I love mm-hmm. it every time I hear it, and they 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 nailed that thing every single time. And that and that was the hill that Pat went out on. I mean, let's not forget when Pat passed, he was in his sixties, so he yeah. was doing he was committed to this. There was no way uh, he was backing down, and uh, and just never and will you know. They got a, a little bit of a boost uh, a couple of years ago when Kurt Cobain's notebook journal was released. And he had like made a list of 50 albums everyone should own or 50 mm. essential albums or something. And it was like 48 obscure punk bands I'd never heard of. And then something by Neil Young. And then um, either Green Thoughts or especially for you by the Smithereens. Kurt was immensely influenced by the Smithereens. He Absolutely. loved them. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my, that's my number three pick. I'm going with Smithereens. Then I'm going to take it over to a different state, the state of Virginia, another band that should have been bigger than they were, the Pat McGee Band. No takers? Yeah. No, I, yeah I'm, I'm, not I'm, them. I'm sorry. I thought Pat McGee was the character actress that passed now, this year. T- to be fair to everybody, I only found about, out about that. Uh, I only found out about them because someone who went to college, school with it, uh, no, correction, someone who knew him from their hometown at my college was like oh my friends in a band pat mcgee and i'm like oh really and we actually saw them in boston um they were a great little college band they started in like the mid 90s they are still active to this day despite the numerous breakups and personnel shifts they're very kind of i want to say folk rock almost like a bouncier rem Does that make sense yeah less uh, kind of moody yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, REM did have shiny, happy people. That's they did bouncy and that, and I think Stand I mean, was kind of bouncy and happy. Yeah. To, to be fair, Robert Smith from The Cure is a little bouncier than REM. I mean, that's uh, not really say, That's pretty low bar to clear. You know what? You know what's funny <laughs> though is like I so I have I have my haircut. Uh, I got my haircut because my my previous uh, stylist sliced my hair into a mullet. So I had to get a pixie cut and it's growing out. So every morning when I wake up, I look like the lead singer of The Cure. You look like Robert Smith. I look like um, Robert Smith because I sleep in my makeup. <laughs> I never wash my makeup off. So if I use any kind of eyeliner, I just wake up and look like. And it just builds and builds and builds. Yep. <laughs> so Pat McGee Band, if you haven't checked them out, please do. Their most well-known album actually came out just at the start of the new millennium. It came out in 2000. It's called Shine. And it's really excellent again kind of bouncy college fun rock but that's not um, i'll have to check them out I've, I've never heard of i don't think i've ever good, even heard of quite them. good that's not okay. the shine like collective soul also had a song called shine i know that other they artists did, yes. can have songs with the same title but the, the album was called shine and they did have a track called shine but okay. no it is, it is obviously different so that is my number two pick, the Pat McGee Band. And for my number one pick, I am going with a band based out of New York. Again, great band. Never quite got there. God Street Wine. I've heard of God Street Wine. And that's who I'm going to select a song from. God Street Wine. Wait, now who, now who, who was it? Will? God Street Wine. That's the name of the band. A, not who I thought you were going to pick. <laughs> B, I'm not familiar with them. Well, the name is an amalgamation of several sort of failed band names that they just kept trying and they were like, ah, God Street Wine, whatever. So that became the band name. They're very sort of jazzy, funky, almost like fish, kind of like a, a jam oh, okay. band. Yeah. Uh, they were playing all the New York clubs. They were down in the village, you know, the Greenwich Village clubs. And I saw them. Uh, the band is sadly no longer in existence, although there's a rumor that they semi reunited like 10 years ago, but nothing came of it. They actually went out with a show on new year's eve in new york 1999 to 2000 was their final show 
you know, what's funny is you were talking about the origin of their names and that's kind of how one of my favorite bands also uh, got their name, which was, <laughs> everybody's going to laugh at me because this is like where I'm, I'm stripping bare, um, deep blue something mm, breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. They were like, Oh God, we want to name our band deep blue, ah, deep blue, deep blue something. And that's how they got their name. So, wow. This was no different. Yeah. So that's the song I'm actually going to play so you guys can hear the complex harmonies. The musicianship is absolutely undeniable. They have a twin guitar attack by Aaron Maxwell and Low Faber, who also trade off on vocals. Oh, I'm sorry, correction. Dr. Low Faber, because when the band disbanded, he actually went back and got his doctoral music. So he's now a doctor. I was looking at TikTok. Uh, what's the song called? Uh, the song is called Nightingale. Here's God Street Wine with Nightingale.
All right, we're back. Cool. That's God's Free Wine. Hope you enjoyed hey, it. Hey, I will. Mm. I'm listening to that and thinking it's a little fishy. Hey, oh, it totally is. See what I did there? I'm just telling you guys, I'm not even joking. I can tell you exactly what every one of their concerts smells like. Patchouli. <laughs> so cool. All right. So, uh, T, since you've uh, again failed the assignment. <laughs> What is what's right. in your so, list, sir? Okay, so um, it's seven long, but we will not one of them out. Uh, we 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 uh, he had the Smithereens, who I had at number two on my list. This is a band that was pretty big, but I felt like they should have been like mega big. So I'm not going to discuss them a lot because they're pretty well known. That that would be Living Color. Oh wow, yeah, I love Living Color. What what a freaking great band that was. Good call. Uh, is I, I think they're I think they're still together. Um, and is there a more prescient song ever than Cult of Personality, like ever <laughs> in the history of music? For the video where Corey Glover's banging his dreads on the stage. Yep. <laughs> God, that that song makes me want to like 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 find a beaver and kick it in the face. It makes me have the anger. I'm so why we okay we here at rock and roll heaven do not condone the abuse of any animal my brother's just a dick <laughs> you never wanted to kick a beaver in the face and tell it to dance no no it's it's never it's never come up you never kicked a beaver in the face and said do the hustle bitch have have you <laughs> i mean maybe maybe when cult of personality comes on Continue, please. Okay, sorry, but anyway, I, everybody knows who Living Color is, but I, that that's just that they're they were you know Vivid came out and and it, it was a big hit, and then they kind of bubbled under the surface kind of after that, but they never they shouldn't have that 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 should have been one of the biggest rock bands ever. I, I mean, in my opinion, love Living Color. Okay, so my next one, it was really hard for me to pick because I wanted to pick somebody from the alternative country world, and I have so many favorites. And all of them, almost everybody in that realm should be like a million times bigger than they are because they're so talented. Um, I, I just I just picked Allison Moore because she happens to be one of my favorite. If you've never listened to her, um, she's, first of all, she's Shelby Lynn's sister. Um, she was previously married to Steve Earle, but she had a live album um, called Show. And if, if you ever want to get into her music, just find that and listen to it. Her voice is like freaking butter is amazing and beautiful but she had so much integrity that you know she could have gone the 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 route of doing trite you know plastic nonsense country crap but she wouldn't do it you know she stuck to her guns she actually had a song about that called uh break before i bend where she pretty much tells country radio to kiss her ass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and stuff she's just she's got she's got balls she, she's she's just fantastic i actually met her she's really she was really nice um and um it was funny like so we were she signed something for me and it was after a show that and i think this is when she and steve earl were dating and she was opening for him and um she looked at me and she goes ah, well it was nice to talk to you sweetie but it's cold as shit i'm gonna get on the bus now <laughs> so anyway uh, she's terrific love allison moore uh, if you've never heard of her check her out Next one for me is Driving and Crying. Mm. So this was, they get mislabeled as a Southern rock band just because they're, they happen to be from Georgia, I think. Um, but they're really what they are is a hard rock band. And they've had, I think, an, one album late 80s that had like Straight to Hell and um, Honeysuckle Blue on it, which were kind of regional hits. And they seemed prime for like a big blow up when they put out um, their next album called Fly Me Courageous. And they got some MTV airplay and they 
got close, but it just never quite blew up the way it should have. And then they went back to being more of a regional band after that. But um, I, their their album, uh, Fly Me Courageous, is one of my favorite. If we had a, a listing, and maybe we'll do this at some point, of albums I've listened to the most start to finish, Drive, uh, Fly Me Courageous by Driving and Crying would be top five probably. I love that album. It's, it's one of my favorite ever. Um, you should check it out if you if you have it. Re, just a kick-ass rock band. Love them. Um, number three on my list now is going to be Cracker. Oh, man, I forgot about them. Oh, man, Cra- Cracker was great. Didn't they uh, not live through this? Get off this oh get off this they did well okay so just to go back to the beginning the the leader of that band is a guy named uh, dave lowry and he was the front man for camper van beethoven the fantastic band that had the most esoteric song ever take the skinheads bowling (laughs) yep which is read the lyrics sometime and tell me what the hell that's about but it's so infectious and gorgeous i love that song so then they that kind of went, they kind of went by the wayside for a bit. He hooked up with his buddy uh, Johnny Hickman, and they started Cracker. And you know their first album had uh, the song Teen Angst, What the World Needs Now, which was kind of a college radio hit, alternative hit. And then they dropped Kerosene Hat, which had Low and Get Off This, and I low, think Euro low, Trash low, Girl. Low was, on was that the one. other one. Low was Young. the other one. Yes. Oh, uh, and uh, Euro Trash Girl, which if I remember will and you can correct me if, if you know i'm wrong that was one of the the like secret hidden tracks that, uh, that and but they stuck it on track 69 <laughs> 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 See what they did there? but they continued to make <sighs> really really good sort of like kind of a weird fusion of uh, alternative rock and like bakersfield style country kind of Hmm. music but they're I, I just i really i love cracker they've continued even after they had their one album that which i think went either gold or platinum kerosene hat that had a couple of you know uh, rock hits on it they continue to put out really really good music for for a long time so if you haven't visited their catalog in a while check them out um uh, since the smithereens are off my list um my next one is jude cole anybody remember yeah, him I, I called that one right <laughs> Yes, you did. You did call yeah, that one. Yes, yep. absolutely. Baby, so, it's tonight. Yeah. Um, Jude Cole had "Baby, It's Tonight." He had "Tell the Truth." He did "Start the Car." He was a you know a solo sort of singer songwriter, but with a little bit more of an edge than what you think of when you hear that term. Late eighties, early nineties, and he had a, a couple of hits that did okay, but he just never broke out. And I thought that guy was so talented, and everything about what he did. And what people seem to like generally connect. And so that seemed like it should have been like a, a giant hit. And for some reason, it just wasn't. And I've never figured that one out. But anyway, if you haven't, if you have not heard his stuff, a good, a good starting place is Baby It's Tonight, but Start the Car is a, a banger. Uh, I think Travis Tritt did a remake of that, if I remember right. That was really good. Um, but he had, he, had, he had a bunch of really good stuff. And, um, just a guy who for whatever reason just never kind of met public favor and number one for man this is i thought this was going to be your number one will sass jordan oh he went precog on that last night he I named did. off yep. three and and you named all three of them yeah. and he was like i'm gonna leave it up to your brother so and will because i know you're a big fan too you can kind of join oh, yeah. in this one 
So I think if I remember right, Sass was born in England, moved to Canada, and I think she resides there. Yeah, I thought she um, was Canadian by birth, but I, I think I might have had that wrong. I, I, I want to say she was maybe born in London. Mm. We could check. We could check. But anyway, she she resides in Canada, but she was really close to breaking out in the early nineties. Um, she had some uh, uh, make you a believer. You don't have to remind me. Uh, that I think was that Racine, I think was the album. Um, came out about 92 or 93. Her voice, well, I can't think of many people to compare it to. Janice Joplin, maybe it's got twinges of Janice, yeah. Maybe Patty Smith, yeah. It's so strong, and it, it's it's one of those things that it's vulnerable, but it's strong, it's 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 rough and edgy. She just her, her voice is just so fantastic, and she picks great material. And then you think like, well, you know, early 90s, a lot of it was about image and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I can't really figure that either because she's incredibly gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, beautiful, beautiful, unbelievably talented. And then you just think like she was she she had a very badass image. And you think, was the world not ready for like a totally boss, badass rock chick in the early 90s? Or did, did radio and and record companies feel like they quote had their quotient of those already i don't know i don't know what she should have been one of the biggest she should have been one of not just biggest rock acts. she should have been one of the biggest stars in music in my yeah. opinion because the the she followed that up with, i think the, the album was rats if i remember right it was awesome and she just kept putting out this great stuff and it just got ignored to pieces and i've never figured out why yeah it's a shame she was great absolutely yeah. fantastic she, so she's she's number one on my list for me. So Will, because you're you're a fellow fan, you, uh, what do you think? Make you a believer? High road easy? Um, oh, I haven't heard high road easy in a long. You don't time. have to. You don't have to remind me. I mean, that's probably her best song in my opinion. But high road easy could be a good one. Ooh, or pissing down. That's a good one too. Ooh, LD, which one of those sounds most interesting to you? Not knowing what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was uh I was looking at Facebook. What what what? Uh, what, what? <laughs> you know what? Just you know what? Just go ahead and look up. Uh, Sass Jordan, make you a believer and play that for us. We'll go. We'll go with that one. It's probably our <laughs> best known song. That works.
they're back. Woo. Okay. LD, you you were not really familiar. What'd you think? I'm gonna say, do you want the positive or the negative first? The uh, positive. Okay. She can wail. She's got an yeah. incredible voice. If if I was working, if she was if she was singing within the proper age group while casting American Idol, I would have her in for an audition. She is mm -hmm. she's amazing. She can wail. I will tell you that her music, here's the negative part, is firmly planted in the early 90s. And the well, problem, that's when that came out. Yeah. Um, but the problem that is particular if, song. Yeah. If if you if you can listen to someone like Melissa Etheridge, Come to My Window, which was recorded about the same time, is still kind of timeless. It's it's one of those songs that transcends time. Uh, even like something like uh, I know what you're doing. I'm trying to think of like other powerhouse female vocalist from that time period tracy chapman it doesn't sound like there's a timestamp to her songs with her it does sound like there's a little bit of date to them well and with that maybe with that song in particular i would say yeah. listen to um you don't have to remind me that's a great song uh, um pissing oh, oh god oh gutting too uh pissing down is just an absolute freaking banger but i, I love sass I'll never understand why she wasn't a big hit. I hate people for listening to shit and not listening to, to Sass. <laughs> she is an incredible vocalist. Yeah, thank she's you for awesome. coming to but, my but TED she's, Talk. She's fantastic. Love, I've always, I've always, and oh, you know what? I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I'll throw it out one more time so that we have our weekly ration of fun facts. Fun, fun fact. Taylor Hawkins got his, his first job in music was as the drummer for Sass Jordan. Oh, no wow. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. The un unfortunately late, um, yeah. drummer from the Foo Fighters yeah that's he sad. he was uh, Sass's former drummer wow uh that's that is a fun fact it's a sad fact but it's a fun fact yeah Just so that was uh that was a cool exercise some uh, underrated artists and um so now we move to um well before we before call... let's just do one one artist off the cuff yeah let's just do a round robin off the cuff that you, you did not include on your list that you guys thought should have been bigger one other one? Yeah, just one other one. Because I got to tell you. My list was already like seven. Okay. <laughs> we were gonna, only supposed to do five. I'm throwing out Donna Lewis specifically okay. because she had such a beautiful voice. And the thing is, I went to her Instagram and I started following her. And she, she did I Love You Always Forever. And her album is literally like vocal melatonin. It's just so beautiful and so peaceful. And I love her. And so I went to go follow her on Instagram and she only had like 350 followers. And I'm like, how does somebody who had, you know, a hit that I, I want to say she hit number one with, I love you always forever. If not, she was in the top 10, because I remember uh, either Rick Dees or Casey Kasem, one of the countdown guys doing an interview with her about the lyrics of her song. So like if she was big enough to garner their attention and get, you know, what's, what's going on? Like, 20 years from the time that she, 25 years from the time that she released uh, Now in a Minute, but that she's only got like 300 people on her Instagram. I want her to be, I want her to be massive and bigger. And then she did one of the best soundtrack songs of all time, which is at the beginning. And it was a, a duet with Richard Marks for the 1997 animated feature film, Anastasia, which to this day is the best animated feature, Come At Me. And he's the undisputed Twitter champion that Richard Marks. 
God, he is not the hero we ask for. He is the hero we need. Oh, yes. Um, I, I guess if I have to pick one more, just, just uh, somebody who existed kind of just outside the mainstream, maybe the replacements. Okay. Oh, yeah. good one. Yeah, good one. And you, yeah. you Bear? Oh, I'm struggling to think of someone who didn't make it, just one who made it and just fell off. Like, I feel like they should have had more in the tank, and that's Blues Traveler. Because... You know what? I was so, so close to putting Blues Traveler on my list, but because they had like three hits, yeah. I, mean, I was like, ah, kind of In the mid 90s, they were unstoppable, but by the end of the decade, nothing. Well, he went to prison. Yeah. Well, so... also, the, one of the founder founding members died in 1999. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of fell apart, but like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the ugly, uh, well, Canadian flower, Canadian Rose. Canadian Rose yeah is an amazing song uh the mountains went again run around hook carolina blues carolina blues just all a just amazing like no one could have ever said you know what this there's going to be a massively obese dude named (laughs) popper that wears a fishing vest full of harmonicas and he's going to blow your socks off i would have laughed at you and And where are they from I don't know. New Jersey, Princeton, probably Princeton, New Jersey, <laughs> since you're, yeah. Yeah, since you're gloating and make gloat a lot. <laughs> All uh, right. So, so yeah, so that's our list. So we're going to move on to the mixtape from hell. Now for something completely different. Absolutely. From thing, people that we wish we could hear more of to people we never want to hear from again. This is not done in spite, by the way. This is also <laughs> just our opinions. No, it is. It's done in spite. I really yeah. hate these songs and the people who made them be songs. <laughs> All of you can go to hell. All Every right. one of you. So, uh, Mr. Wilbur, why don't you take the helm on this? I'll go <sighs> second and T goes third. Well, it's it's top ten, correct? It is a top ten. Okay. I, I do I do have an honorable mention. Okay. So I almost did the assignment correctly. There's a saying that uh, if you're gonna eat a frog, eat the biggest one first. Um. So I'm gonna go out and just. But why? It, it, Wait. If, why? Number one. Why would you eat the whole frog? Don't you just well, eat the legs? And then number two, don't you want the big one because you're looking out for nutrition? The idea I, here. I don't. What are you saying? I don't understand your metaphor. I'm saying with my number ten. Look, I'm I'm gonna get hate. I'm throwing it out there right now. My number ten is Mickey by Tony Basil. I hate that. Oh, oh. I hate it. Oh. Hate it. Okay. Oh, that's my number ten. I'm sorry. You know that to me that's not. It, it's it's unoffensive. I mean it's trite, but it's 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 nostalgia to me. I, I can't. Trite. It's hard for me to hate that one. Trite. I'll leave it at that. Number nine. Picture by Kid Rock, and uh, was it Cheryl Crow or Allison? Yes. Well, okay, okay. Remember. Let's. Uh, can we have a quick throwback to our last discussion? Allison Moore. Yeah. the The original version was Kid Rock and Allison Moore. It was okay. Good. I thought yep. I had that. And, right. But then, and then, but then, she wasn't well known enough, and they they ended up having Cheryl Crow come in and do it, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like Kid Rock's low hanging fruit, but that song is dreadful. I'm sorry, it's, it's awful. Uh, number eight, Ray of Light by Madonna. <laughs> oh okay no 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 me and you are good, good, good. like you just tell I, me what movies you want to keep in the divorce <laughs> that that was on the playlist when i worked at applebee's and i cannot hear that song again <laughs> i'm sorry not gonna happen i think we can agree that sometimes there, there are songs that otherwise wouldn't offend your sensibilities terribly but you've heard them so many times that you're just this like might be yeah. One of them. oh yeah. yeah 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 i just don't want to hear it again i'm sorry yeah. i'm over it so that's number eight. Was Ray that off the music album or was that? Uh, it was, it, it was, was it? like, 
mid to late 90s so it was, was the album was it was ray of light, light. was it was it, it was was that, the, that was ray the titular light. song okay yes. okay titular. Um, <laughs> shut up <laughs> my number seven kokomo by the beach boys oh yes a great sir f that song it is oh, come on guys because it's the it's beach so boys terrible. you are making uncle done, you are making uncle jesse cry the beach boys are have done happy? so much better so much better than that schlock oh, come on agreed yeah completely it agree. is a low point you think that you're going to get hate from our audience the hate is coming from inside the house quick get out of the house uh, it's inside the house run all right i left i left one i limited myself to one cover because i feel like bad covers we could go all day i mean that could be its own top 10 correct me if i'm wrong um but of all the covers out there that just didn't need to be and it's a shame because i love this artist cheryl crow why did you do sweet child of mine why oh why, oh god oh that thank you yes yes preach brother <laughs> it's terrible Can i would say that that, that is almost as douchey as john mayer singing free fallen oh god so bad covers that's my one per list number five barbie girl by aqua yeah it's bad mm. among think- among my le- among my least favorite things to have to listen to ever yeah. in my life now we're getting to the real interesting stuff. I've said this one many times. Number four is Hot Legs by Rod Stewart. God, that's that's sucks. bad. That song blows. Again, an artist who has hit such highs. That is a low. That is that, a low. He, the, is there any artist that you guys can think of who the delineation is as clear between gold and suck as Rod Stewart? <laughs> He's, I think, the poster boy for it. God, like, again, I, there's so, so there's ne- almost never middle ground. Yeah. With with Rod's music, it's either it's either Maggie May or it's Do You Think I'm Sexy? There's just yeah. not Broken Arrow or Hot Legs. <laughs> it's Broken Arrow or Hot Legs. Yeah, Hot Legs is definitely the worst. Number three, Raspberry Beret. By Prince. Really? Oh yeah, I'm okay with that. And I I like Prince. There's a lot of songs he's done. That song just again I can just picture being tied to a chair and tortured and having that playing in the background. Um, absolutely just hideous number two you were mentioning him ld yep sir elton john whose catalog i adore can i go can i go precog you go precog crocodile rock that song can bite me no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry sir elton i've never written a song in my life but man that one is awful (laughs) you had funeral for a friend and then you have that Uh, right Good gravy. And my number one, I don't think will surprise any of you if you know me longer than five minutes, and that is of course, if you want to drive me nuts, just put the song on a loop. Rock Lobster by the B-52. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. What, what is it about the song? If I had to pinpoint what pisses me off, it's everything. <laughs> Everyone had matching towels. Uh, bite me. That's my that's but my it, mixtape. From but it wasn't right. a rock. It was a rock lobster. lobster. Uh, <laughs> that is amazing. So there all you right. go. So uh, all right. So there's Will's personal hell. T. What about yours? Okay. So my list is like way too long. So. <laughs> I'm going to blow through like nine of them. Literally, I'm just going to read you the titles. And if y'all want to react, you can. Okay. Fair. Because some of these we've discussed previously, and, and they've been the topics of of uh, 
of conversations. And some of these were actually artists that we have talked about before and done shows on. So we've, this is gr- ground that's well trod. I hate rock and Robin by the Jackson five. Yeah. Um, 19 by Paul Hardcastle. It's a techno song about people oh, with post- yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder. It's terrible. Dirty water dog by Van Halen. Uh, my humps by the black and Peas. That is a pretty, that's a pretty offensive um, song. <laughs> th- this one, this one, not because of the content so much, just because the song is terrible. Dear God by XTC. I don't know. If I, know I don't know. One. I know that one. Yeah, maybe God would have liked y'all better if you didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so in the seeds of love by Tears for Fears. I figured that was going to be on that. Stuck Like Glue by Sugarland. Oh my God, shut your mouth. Which one? Sorry. (gasps) Stuck Like Glue. That That is really. God, that's obnoxious. Great song. I love that song. Turkey jerky, (laughs) nonsensical, just earwormy. God, have you seen the music video? Have you seen the music video where she. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. The song is trash. (laughs) It's such a good song. Absolute trash. I love it. And have either of y'all ever heard Dead Puppies by Bill Fraser? No, but I already hate the Bill, name. Negative. Bill Furzer, I think it's his name, something like that. Anyway, it's creepy and weird, and I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> so um, that would be, I, I want to knock off, oh, and MacArthur Park by Richard Harris. I mean, fair. It's bloated. It's, yeah. it's, someone left the cake out in the rain. <laughs> Get the hell on out of here, Richard. <laughs> and then if you notice... The song is called could MacArthur. You, could you tell me on? Can you show me on the doll where the song hurt you, Travis? And then it's MacArthur Park, but he constantly says MacArthur's Park when he's singing it. And the disco version by by, by Donna Summer is, is even worse. And even the great Waylon Jennings was only able to save it to such a, to so much of an extent. No, no, the only one who saved it was Weird Al Yankovic with Jurassic Park. Uh, yes. Also, That's so the only did, one. So did Brack. Brack from Space Ghost oh Coast to Coast. Right. He did it. Someone left the cake out in the rain. Why'd you leave a cake out in the rain? Cake. Now it's all wet. No, I don't want it. <laughs> so I, I, those don't really merit much discussion. So I wanted to pick something representative of really cheesy, really awful 90s country music. And there's a lot of contenders there. I went with Time Marches On by Tracy Lawrence. Okay. Where he okay. talked about, you know, burr, 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 burr. Daddy, yeah, but the the part the part of it's it's the the part that at the end where he's like, and we buried Daddy underneath the tree, or something like, and it's you know brother smoking dope and mama's selling Avon and Daddy's drunk and he dies and they bury him under the old cedar tree and all that it's kind like of a joke of a terrible. Yeah. It's just so bad. That sounds terrifying. And a mine, and me and a friend of mine used to make fun of that song. We we used to do like like all these these variations and takeoffs and stuff. Because it's just, it's a very simplistic melody that just goes over and over. Hmm. If I if I think of one of those, I'm just going to blurt it out in the middle of a, another conversation. <laughs> That's right. fair. fair. That's probably how I'm going to roll. The next one is another country song. Did y'all ever hear Brown Chicken, Brown Cow by Trace Adkins? I think no. I have, but it was a very long time ago. Okay. So it's not even that the song is that terrible, but it's 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 just it's a one note thing. It's mm. it's a joke. The title is a play on words and a joke. And once you've heard that and figured it out, you're like, oh okay, and you don't need to hear it again. So it's very much like uh, what was the one Britney Spears did? If you seek Amy, yes, and it, yes. it sounds like she's yeah. saying if you seek Amy, right? Yes. Okay, so 
brown chicken, brown cow. If you say it the right way, it's he, the way he sings it. In the song is brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, and it's a song about a farmer boning his old lady in a barn. Okay. <laughs> so they could have just called it like old McDonald had a boner. Maybe it would have gone over better. E-I-E-I-O. E-I-E-I-O. my. Well, we have lost my brother. Oh, yeah, baby, just like that here. And oh, 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 hit there. Okay. We have gone off. If you're just joining us, I've lost control. Someone left the cake out. In Stop the singing MacArthur Park. <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Arthur, he's a dude. Stop it. Oh boy. Oh, oh McDonald had a boner. Okay. Right. Is that is that your whole list? No. It could have been. Oh god. Um, okay. Um, do y'all remember uh, Gypsy Woman? She's homeless by Crystal Waters. No. No. That went la da dee la da da la da dee la da da. Yeah, yeah. It's out there begging for money, pooping in your mailbox. I don't, I don't think, think that was the lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> I remember Wait, did, did she do the part, back to the middle and around, and around again? again? I'm going to be I'm right good for 100%, you. 100%, yeah. You First of all, love. what what screams Feel Good Summer hit quite like Gypsy Woman as a title and then in parentheses, she's homeless. Yeah, nothing will bring the party up like that. And life is bad. That's what I want in my summer jam. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she craps in a dumpster and <laughs> eats mice. Eats the cake left out in the rain. Your honey, if you make if you make one more reference to MacArthur Park, I will pull the plug on this podcast and we will never broadcast again. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think I could take it. Why do I can't? Never have that recipe again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot I can do this. Hang on. Do-do and uh do-do. And then both of my co-hosts are now muted and it's now the Lindley show. <laughs> All right, I'll behave. Travis, you can unmute if you promise to behave too. He is oh. not gonna behave, is he? <laughs> uh, probably not. Oh, good gravy. All right. <laughs> hey, what's the rest of your what's the rest of your list, you weirdo? There he is. <laughs> yeah, I promise nothing. Um, I may be the only person who's ever heard this one. It's, I think, Tom Clay. What the world needs now is love. Abraham, Martin, and John. It's like this weird mashup of the two. And it has like, they use the voices of little kids. Ew. They have like an announcer who says like, um, do you know what bigotry is? And the kid goes, I don't know what is that like a bad gilbert Gottfried impression and it, it's like i mean the whole intent is it's well-intentioned but it's just it's ham-fisted and cheesy and i just i really hate it and because like i do he, i i actually i i actually love abraham martin and john like the original version was it donovan maybe i don't you'd have to look it up yeah let me look it up because he did that's an um, awesome song yeah, but it, they they mash those two songs up, and they have the little interspersed the little voice clips of the kids, and and, and it's like, you know, I don't know what Bigurui is. And it's like, of course you don't, because you're in a classroom next to the boiler room. You it can't was, even you 
can't even repeat a word to me properly. <laughs> it was a Dion DeMucci. The kid is so dumb. Do what? It, Abraham Martin and John was Dion DeMucci. So I had the okay. D, the D right part. Yay. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just mawkish and just cheesy and a little cringy. I just, I just have never liked that. It's uh, poor. Tiny Tim, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Okay, at least you didn't pick my favorite song by Tiny Tim, which was Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Or almost anything by Tiny Tim, because his voice just bothers me. I'm sorry. I know some people say, it's oh, it's 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 so emotional, and it's so, it's just, it's 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 very, very nails on chalkboardish. See, I like it. I think it's, I think it air, it's a, like, I don't think it's a nice voice. I think it's a voice that incites something inside of you so it like has a creepiness factor yes, the, the, or it has the a, design, yes, a gag reflex <laughs> okay <laughs> very visceral yeah i think one band i really like i've had a couple of bands i really like on this list van halen already mentioned i don't uh, method of modern love by hollow notes it just sucks hmm. okay do y'all know I that like, one no where they spell it's not a great song and then those 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 horns go like just kind of blare in or oddly <laughs> okay. yeah i don't like it okay. they could do better i have a madonna song that would be american life american okay. life where she's where madonna figured out that like pilates rhymes with lattes and decided that that was reason enough to make a rap song oh yeah no let's sing okay oh straight right. up trash really hated it um okay. ebony and ivory by um stevie wonder and paul mccartney yeah that is terrible one. yeah it's really bad um Chewy Chewy by the Ohio Express because it's I don't I don't oh, like of the top sing songy kid song Chewy 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 same reason I don't like Rock and Robin. Mm, okay, all right. And number one on my list by a long way with a bullet. It's a weird one. Feels so good by Chuck Mangione. Okay, I mean that's fair. That one's fair. Okay. I don't think we're gonna get very Flugel much hate from the Chuck Mangione fan club. From the flugelhorn community, flugelhorns sound like an elephant with a kazoo up its ass. Um, <laughs> they're, they're they're just awful, cheesy. <laughs> I can't stand it. And and but then irony of ironies, he shows up in one of my favorite TV shows ever and make and seems likable. And I'm like, no, Chuck Mangione, I'm not going to like you. You suck. <laughs> your flugelhorn sucks, and your song sucks. Oh, okay. And, Shopping at Megalomart feels so good. <laughs> you go, you, you go, wait, that man, Jenny. Wow, he is just on a different level tonight, isn't he? <laughs> All right, is that your list, T? That's my, my 20 song list when I was supposed to do 10. Okay, that's good job. All right, so my list only has two honorable mentions, and I, then I stuck to the 10. My honorable mentions okay. are Come On Eileen. And then Will reminded me how much I hate this song, so I had to throw it in for an honorable mention. The Sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yep. Really? <laughs> You're going to throw Gordon under the bus? <laughs> Suck it, Gordon Lightfoot. There are other songs by him I like. It's just that one is uninspired and stupid, and I hate Sundown's it. a great song. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that he's bad. Nothing. I'm, I'm saying... That song sucks. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then I actually have Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Nothing Holmes. Nothing screams summer hit like maritime disasters. You're really just going to just skate over the because fact the that I just, are terrible. I just named. So yes, number one, the song sucks. 
the people are terrible. It's like, ha 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 infidelity. Let's hook up. Like, no, no, just because you were both going to cheat doesn't like level it out. You're both horrible people. And they're happy about it. Yeah. Then I have Rico Suave by Gerardo. I mean, I mean. All right. uh, Butterfly, Crazy Town. (laughs) That just makes me laugh. Not because I like Crazy Town, just because it's funny. Yeah. Then uh, Hello Kitty by Avril Lavigne, because it is horrifically racist. Yeah, I think the video was also under fire, correct? Yeah. No, the whole the whole affair, just her appropriating their culture and their language. And she it's bad. It's just bad. And then uh, from 1999, I believe, Blue by Eiffel 65. That song can just be flushed down the toilet and never be heard from again. And I would be fine. Something like a hate for that one i mean it's not a great song but the hate for it okay yeah uh the next one i've got is it's a small world after all by the sherman brothers because i feel like if you're going to hell and you have a song on repeat that's probably the one that's there i agreed 100 percent. okay now here's the one that i know i'm probably gonna get hate for and that is black hole sun by soundgarden you know i took issue with that one uh, you know, I take issue with the music video that, and then that that sound that it makes at the beginning. Sorry, I'm trying to plug my computer back in because it the thing got pulled out by the cat. Oh, um, the uh, the music video, like the beginning of that 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 is it is it guitar that that the me- first three notes. Yeah, that that just immediately takes me to the music video, which I'm terrified of. And so I feel like if I'm going to hell and they're going to play a song that bothers me, it's going to be Black Hole Sun. And it's because that like that opening thing is so eerie and I can't, it's so linked with the music video and that thing terrified me as a child. And so um, that's it on the list. It is a creepy video, to be fair. Now, here's the thing. I love Chris Cornell's voice. I think it was one of the most unique voices that we ever had in rock. We did an episode on him and you guys knew you, you actually heard during the episode of my flip of like not really knowing who he was to really appreciating, uh, you know, the kind of artist that he was, the bands he collaborated with, his vocal talents. Like uh, he's, he was a great talent. So this is not a reflection of Soundgarden or any other, was it Temple of the Dog? Yeah, Temple of the Dog. Thank you. I, I know that Black Hole Sun like totally weirded you out. So right. I thought I could uh, I could maybe lighten the mood a little bit. Hey, no. you know what else um, Old McDonald has in his barn? What? I'm going to regret this. You know what he's got in his barn? What? A really big hog. <sighs> a huge hog. For my next choice, uh, I also picked a Madonna song, by the but way. I got unmuted. Yep, I did it too. I also picked a Madonna song. But I picked a cover, which was Nobody Asked for Madge, a cover of American Pie. Oh, yeah. God, that was awful. Oh, God. Didn't it was... it. So, so, so I was... all three of us had a Madonna, but all three had a different song. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. But she, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I like Madonna. I don't like Madonna at all. I mean, like, there are certain songs that I like, but I was more of a Cindy Lauper kind of girl, not like a Madonna girl. Hmm. So... Um, I was told that I only could pick one. Okay. I, I was told that I could only pick one song. So I guess if I have to only pick one song, it would be in the air tonight. But everything Phil Collins does sucks. Well, yeah, I, you one. know, interesting you say that because 
an actual real good mixtape, uh, hellish mixtape for me would be like cut on any current hip hop or country station. Yeah. No, just agree. That's just, they all suck. Fully agree. Yeah. Like I could listen to five or six songs and I'd have a tough time telling you where one song ends and the next one starts because hmm. they all except, just sound the same. Except for Lizzo because she is a goddess. I'm just discovering her. Well, and there, and there are a few her. exceptions. I mean, somebody like her, somebody like somebody like her, somebody like Casey Musgraves, if we were listening to said country channel. But I mean, there aren't many in either yeah. case. So then I guess my number me. one, the number one song that I will always turn off. I hate the song. I hate the video. I hate that people like Bootsy and Kaoki are attached to it. That would be D-Light's Groove is in the Heart. You say Kaoki is attached to it? Yes. Superstar mm-hmm. DJ Kaoki. And I hate it. Oh, I hate yep. it with He I is hate it. and Lady Miss Keir and uh, DJ Dimitri. I hate everything. And Collins. I, everything about it is the worst. Her her costume in the music video is terrible. The song itself, the beats, the stupid penny whistle or the slide whistle or whatever that is. Her, her stupid boots. I hate everything. J- j- murder most foul it is a terrible video it's a terrible everything <laughs> why in the world do i know every member of this <laughs> that, uh, like i just i just said her name off like everybody in the band like how did how, yeah like, I, how do i know that i have no idea and cold too like you didn't google it you just knew it which is even scarier yeah no i know off the top of my head uh, well that's not a favorite of yours either correct which one i'm sorry uh, groups in the heart I, I think the video is worse than the song if that makes any sense like the song by itself i'm not going to be like it's not great but the video is is downright hideous all right so that's that's my list awesome so, hey do you want yeah. me to tell you another uh, old mcdonald joke or no let's move on to the next category uh who should go first me or will because i would love for t to go last on this because you you got to go first on another one I, you haven't gone first yet, LD. So perhaps you should. I think I went first on the other, the first thing. But I'll go. I'll, I'll go now. I don't oh, mind. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, because of you know Mother and Father's Day, we decided that we wanted to pick songs that were familial. This is um, parent to child or child to parent, and so uh, we picked out five. And so I just have a couple things to say about each song. So uh, one of my first ones is Father and Daughter by Paul Simon. He was 54 when he wrote that song. Uh, That's uh, when his daughter Lulu was born. And it's just about the love and the awe that he has for her. And it's written so a child can understand it. And father and daughter reassures that his daughter, that he'll always be there for her in memory, if not in the flesh. And so that's uh, such a, like, here's the thing. I love Paul Simon. Literally, he could write a song about peanut butter, and it would be on one of my top five lists. <laughs> I love, I love him so much. Uh, we actually got to see him do. We got to see him perform twice, and the last time just solidified what I thought of him. Is that if Paul Simon does the sounds of silence, you will be able to hear your own heartbeat and pin drop because everyone just shuts up, and it's it's amazing. So that was one of my, my big ones was Father and Daughter. My next one is Father to Son by Queen. 
And that track was actually written by Brian May for the album Queen huh. 2 and was inspired by his own relationship with his father. Uh, it's pretty much well documented that his dad wanted May to follow a more traditional path. Like, it's no surprise there. And like, I'd rather you be a doctor instead of pursue music. But he did actually complete his PhD in astrophysics from Imperial College years later. And um, there's a wonderful verse in the song where the dad hands a note to his son, knowing that the son won't understand it now, but uh, will write it for his own son one day. It says, take this letter that I give you, take it, Sonny, hold it high. You won't understand a word that's in it, but you'll write it out again before you die. And it's just, it's one of those songs. It's just like beautiful. And I love it. Um, the next one. Nice. This nice. one woman, this one woman has had so, like the most lengthy meteoric rise of all time. Like it took her 37 years for this song to, to hit, no, for a song to hit number one. And that's Kate Bush's breathing. But the song that like she's becoming super popular for now is Running Up That Hill, which is a deal with God. And it was featured on Stranger Things. And it's like an entire generation has now discovered Kate Bush and they won't shut up about it. But I chose, <laughs> I actually yeah. chose, I chose Breathing by Kate Bush, which is, a what, song. can i ask y'all a question yeah i don't why, why has that happened i don't understand okay so I, mean, there, I mean i'm glad because kate bush is great but okay so there is this tv show that's streaming on netflix called stranger things and it takes place in the 1980s without giving too much of the plot away it is a kind of cool supernatural uh tv show and people are of all ages it's i think you can be as young as 10 and watch it because it's not uber scary scary but it, it's it's kind of terrifying but it's a great show but anyway it takes place in the 80s and one of the the characters in the show mad max uh her favorite song is kate bush is running up that hill and it's used in a pretty integral scene in season four which just dropped like i think what four weeks ago five weeks ago and so people were like what is this song and then it actually went to number one in the uk uh, surpassing Cher as the oldest person to have yeah, a number I, I saw one that. album. I, just, I was like, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm, this is cool. I'm glad you know people are discovering Kate Bush. Why is this happening? <laughs> so that I just I want I didn't know. So thank you. Yeah, Better it's late it's than never. It's just because uh, they use this song in the super popular TV show, and people are obsessed with it now. So, uh, which I'm happy for Kate because uh, she's I think she's 63 now, and uh, you know it's it's a earworm it really is 37 years later it's stuck in my head again but that's not about mothers and fathers and children the one that i talked about was breathing which is actually in true kate bush's style it is a song that was written from the viewpoint of the baby in the womb <laughs> huh yeah so she's She's, it's a song that's about the destructive tendencies of humans. So as her mother's pregnant, she's like breathing in her nicotine. But there's also an apocalyptic version. It says after the blast, chips of uh, plutonium are twinkling in every lung. Like how horrible is that? But also baby, I guess. I don't know. It was, uh, it was Kate Bush. I like it. It's a good song. <laughs> weird, weird video though. Good song, weird video. And then the next one is one that came out 
right as I was graduating college or no high school as I was going into college, which was Bob Carlisle, who was a, a, a Christian music artist. Uh, he released Butterfly Kisses in 1997, and the song was a major radio hit, reaching the number one position on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Charts, 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 Charts, and it also re uh, received a double award for Song of the Year, as well as a Grammy for Best Country Song. And it was written by uh, Bob Carlisle and Randy Thomas, and that's the song that is the viewpoint of his child growing up and recognizing how precious that relationship is. And it's, I'm not kidding, as my side hustle as a wedding videographer, I cannot tell you how many father-daughter dances have been done to butterfly kisses. Mm -hmm. It is just one of those that I don't even like delete after, you know, I download it. It's just one I keep in there because I know eventually it's going to happen again. And, uh, and so it's still going strong. But my final one, I actually have a connection with, with my mother. Because every year oh, on dear. my, yeah, every year, what? Okay, wait, wait, what? Let's explore this. No, I, mean, I just, because I know what's common. Oh, okay. Let, let me, let me ask you, what, what song do you think it is? I Hope You Dance. You are correct. It is I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. Wow. Because every year for my birthday, since that song came out, my mother has burned it onto a disc and, and snail mailed it to me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I probably have about 13 discs with just i hope you dance on it but that was uh that was a, a massive chart topper for leanne walmack and uh the singers danced around with her two young daughters in the music video and told billboard that the song made me think about my daughters and the different times in their life as a parent you just hope that there are kind that there are the kind of things that will make you children think of so it's one of those songs that if you listen to it it's just one of those like mother to child songs it's just like i hope it doesn't matter what you're going through but i hope you're able to find the joy and the happiness in things i hope that you stand you know you feel small when you stand beside the ocean and it's all these things that a parent could wish for their child that might not sound that great like when you you know if you just surface level but if you think about it you know like that's actually really sweet and very touching and so that is just a song that me and my mom have that's just kind of like our song. And so that's my my number one parent to child or child to parent song. Very good. Yes. Nice. All right. So so Mr. Will the Thrill, what is yours? Parents to children. Yes. So a few songs, some of them uh, I think more prevalent than others. I started this off with one I think everybody knows, or at least everyone knows the parent-child combo. And that's Flowers for Zoe written by Lenny Kravitz for his daughter in 1991. Aww. Yep. Came out on the Mama Said album. And of course, Zoe was the result of his union with Lisa Bonet, um, a woman that is largely believed he never really got over. So uh, and Zoe's mean, gone on to carve out a very nice career for herself. And it's really cute, though, the relationship that Lenny Kravitz has with Jason Momoa. <laughs> yes, it's very funny. I love that relationship. <laughs> All right, continue. I'm sorry. But I went with that one. I think that was a pretty good father-daughter song. That's okay. And then next, I'm going father-daughter again. This should surprise absolutely nobody. This is one that the great Billy Joel penned for his daughter, Alexa Ray, Lullaby. Good night, Aww, my angel. Good yep. song. Good absolutely. song. Absolutely. The other one is uh, one that I picked, LD. You and I kind of, I don't want to say fought over this one, but I think you agreed to let me have it. Okay. Uh, and that is a misunderstood song by Semisonic Closing Time. 
many have adopted as a bar anthem, but it's actually the song that lead singer Dan Wilson wrote about his newborn child. Yeah, that's one of those misconstrued songs. Like people think, oh, this is about, you know, a bar closing. No, it's actually about being a new parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he was sort of going through at the time. I think when he recorded, he his girlfriend or wife was about to give birth. So it's very sort of in the moment there. Then I'm going to deviate to Slater Kinney, the all-female punk outfit, of course. And this song was written by Corinne for her son, Marshall. And yes, if you're paying, playing along at home, her name is Corinne Tucker, making her son Marshall Tucker. Not an accident. Ah. Not an accident. And uh, if you don't know Slater Kenny, they've got a lot of good material. We actually saw them in Vegas in the weekend uh, that shall not be mentioned, where I saw, saw Ween twice in one weekend. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the song's called Sympathy, and that's one that Corinne wrote for her son, Marshall. And again, leaving it where nobody will be surprised, I think I have to go with the lullaby anthem by the great James Taylor, written for his nephew. Apparently on the way to see him, he penned this tune, Sweet Baby James. Oh, that's yep. so good. It can be used in a multitude of settings, but uh, that's where it came from. Still familial, no? It's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it works. Great. And those are my five. All right. So, Mr. TJ to the Deuce, what is TJ, your right? list? Yep, throwing it over to the T. Okay, so I think we could agree that a lot of these songs are really sad because the father dies at the end or he sucks or the kid's a shithead. You know, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of, of uh, bad variables. I mean, I half expected you to put patches on here, LD. Oh, no, 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 no. That just goes on like the saddest song list. As that goes on the saddest song list, Cats in the Cradle, same probably. Yeah, yeah. it's up there. Yeah. And then uh, the one y'all probably aren't familiar with, Where Corn Don't Grow, a Waylon Jennings song that I think Travis Tritt remade, mm. where, the, where, the, where the son's, the son's, the son's kind of a prick, and he goes out and he tells his old man to shove it, and he goes out into the world, and he gets in trouble, and he ends up in jail. Huh, don't know that this, one. No, really uplifting. Yeah. Um, so, well, so anyway, so those are the ones choose? I considered. What I did choose was, and I didn't do as much uh, research into these as I think you did, LD, but I'll just throw them out there. Okay. Um, how about Loving You by Minnie Ripperton? Oh, yeah. To to Maya, right? She wrote to, she that that is sung to her daughter, who, who most people know, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Maya Rudolph, yes, as um, of and SNL she actually fame. says, yes, and in some versions of the song, she, you actually hear her saying her daughter's name. Yeah, at the very end of the song, right? At the end of the song. But if you think about it, the words are just generic enough. It sounds at first glimpse like she's singing to, to a man she loves or whatever. But, but think about it. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. You know, it's just generic enough that it, 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 you can kind of interpret it a lot of different ways, yeah, sure. but it was really yeah. sung to her daughter. Yeah. Um, the next one falls into the latter category I talked about of really sad songs. That would be That's My Job by Conway Twitty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one's pretty gutting, actually. That's a tough one. Because the father, the father does die at the end. But it's kind of from the perspective of, you know, the, the, the kid looking up to his dad, who, who, you know, who he loves, and his dad protects him. And, you know, well, you know, that's my job. And then at the end, you know, the, the, the father passes and the torches kind of pass to the kid or whatever. But it's really, really sad. And I actually heard that song on the radio driving to Tennessee about a week after my father actually did pass away. Oh, God. So Yikes. that one, that one's always a little bit of a gut punch for me, but, um, but it's still a great song and I do love it. Up next, I'm going to go with, uh, we're the total opposite end of the spectrum, Baby Baby by Amy Grant. Oh, <laughs> I 
Oh, it's cute. Huh. I didn't now, realize again, that was. I didn't realize that was a a a familial song. It is actually uh, was actually sung uh, uh, to and about her daughter Millie. Because really? if you think about the video, it's played up like it's a love song, male, adult, male, female love song, and you could kind of take the lyrics that way if you wanted to. But if you really think about them, baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion to love you with the sweetest of devotion. Um, but think uh, all of the lyrics are just generic enough that it's not necessarily about two grown-ups loving each other. It could be about mother or father loving a, a child. Baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion of loving you with the sweetest of devotion. Stop for a minute, baby. I'm so glad you're mine. Yeah, that's that's that, that doesn't that doesn't uh, that doesn't uh, scream brown chicken brown cow necessarily. <laughs> nope. Brown chicken brown. Cow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Up next, I'm gonna go with uh, "Isn't She Lovely." It's a great oh, good one. Great, Stevie Wonder. Great song. And and again, that is that was written for one of his daughters, whose name he mentions in the in the lyrics. And if and again, if you go through and start her name about is those lyrics, was his, her name mind, is her name is Aisha. I think that is correct. The name meaning heaven blessed. I think that's the lyric. Yes, yes that is one. Um, but if you but again, if you think about it, there's nothing about that song. To really indicate that he's singing about a woman that he loves in 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 the brown chicken brown cow manner. But but no, he he does say less than one minute old. Right. If you but I'm saying if you if you a lot of people don't pay super close attention to lyrics and they just think oh you know isn't she lovely it's wonderful and 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 my, but if you really listen to what he's saying yeah there are, there are several drops in there where he 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 basically says baby this is a child and that's the most glaring yes for sure uh and the uh, my, the number one one for me and, and mine weren't really in any order but and this isn't a super well-known one but a uh, photograph by charlie robinson i don't know that, that no, I, if i was either if i was ranking them it would be number one so charlie for those who don't know he was a, a alternative country guy texas singer songwriter was previously married to emily from the dixie chicks actually oh wow um he, he unfortunately had to retire. He had a surgery of some kind that left him unable to sing. I don't know the particulars mm. of it. I was really sad because I was, I was a big fan of his, a huge fan of his. Um, but he had a song on his uh, 2004 Good Times album called Photograph. And the, the, the point of it is that he's looking at this picture of him and his granddad who he has no conscious memory of, right? It's a picture mm -hmm. of he and his grandfather who everybody tells him, oh, you know, you remind me so much of your granddad. You look just like him. But his grandfather died when he was so young that he doesn't even remember him. So the only connection he has to him is this picture that he's looking at. And then he flashes it forward to where he's now had, he's now a father and there's a picture of he and his child. And he's telling his child, this is going to be there to remind you what your father, what your daddy looked like when you were a baby. Mm. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole family lineage story that goes from his granddad all the way down to his kid. Uh, and it's just really, really pretty, really touching song I've, I've always loved that one all right so so t quick yeah. question mm -hmm. uh do we have time for a story time we do sure right. short story time sure sure okay great cool so why did we choose that last category i told everybody that it was because it was mother and father's day but i was lying and you're a complete liar. You're I a filthy, a, dirty liar. I am a dirty liar. Yeah. So the the last song I mentioned uh, is is a little poignant, uh, really, because the the end of that song is this this father having a picture taken with his newborn baby and saying, "Look, you know, now you'll 
many years from now, you'll be able to look back on this like I did on the picture of me and my grandpa, and you'll be able to see what your dad looked like when you were a baby. And um, it, that is uh, sort of applicable because there's a little person who lives in my house now who poops themselves that I have to clean up. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah. Yes. So um, Lindley is LD is now an aunt. Uh, yes. Will the Thrill is an uncle and I am yeah. uh, somebody's dad, which should scare everybody. Yeah. Now, can you go into detail about totally? Can we go? Can we talk about what you went through? Uh, a little. Sure. Um, so her middle name is actually well, I'm not going to give her full name on, the, on, yeah, on this, but her, her middle there. name is Sullivan. And we have shortened that to call, and we call her Sully. Mm-hmm. But you went And the through. funny thing is, is that if we'd had a boy, no, I was going to say, if we'd had a boy, we were going to name him Hudson. And so somebody said, oh, Sully, Hudson. So you, you, I guess that you were, you guys were like really big fans of Captain, <laughs> you know, Captain Sully, who landed on the, the plane on the Hudson River, Sully, <laughs> Hudson. And I said, no, no. <laughs> Has nothing to do with that, but that's interesting. Never thought of it that way. So, can you can you talk um, about the the? Can you yeah, I'm asking this because I can cut this out. But can you talk about how you got Sully? Sure. So, um, we several years ago decided that we wanted to be parents, and uh, we uh, attempted to do that in uh, the conventional manner, and it was super fun, but it did not net the desired result. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of my life attempting to inject bleach in the direct spot that that memory exists of you saying that now. Well, and and the thing is, is that we were both capable and everything. We both, you know, we went to doctors and they told us that, you know, yep, y'all are good to go. Have at it. And it just, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. So we decided to pursue a different path. And that was uh, through adoption. And it was a very long wait um, from the time we first started until we met our daughter it was four years um yeah i I mean it was a a very long and you go through you know your your every part of your patience and and faith and and your uh like everything your resolve everything it's going to test all of it along the way and it did but when you see her you realize like oh okay it was worth it (laughs) because because she's just she's absolutely precious and my wife was actually able to be in the the delivery room when she was born so she's literally saw her like coming out saw her literally from the first second she could be seen uh, mm-hmm. while i was sitting in a freezing cold uh waiting room in a hospital for 13 hours <laughs> and also this this you you wanted her so badly that you were willing to get on an airplane oh god well okay so the mother wanted to meet us first so we did i did have to get on an airplane and fly out there and god i was miserable i can't even start to tell you how bad that sucked um do you know that uh, for for really short flights they don't serve booze i did not know that because i'm not unfortunate yes i don't drink so it doesn't i've never thought to ask yeah they don't so that that was terrible so i just sat there with my basically with my head between my knees (laughs) (laughs) for two hours or whatever it was and um you know it's scary to think that i'm the best i'm the best flyer in the family and it takes me two shots of nyquil and some xanax to get on the plane right but we um so we went out there met her hit it off everything went well when we went back out there um we actually drove it was a 17 hour drive but we would almost have had to have rented a private plane we had so much stuff we had to take a bass you know a portable bassinet and all these clothes and diapers and and food and bottles and all that stuff it's like we almost literally couldn't have done it 
flying back, you know, flying there. Uh-huh. So we had to drive. And um, so I sucked it up and, and handled the 17 hour drive myself. And um, it actually wasn't terrible, especially when you know what's waiting on you at the end of the 17 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got there and um, it was a couple days wait, but then we got a text at like two in the morning, let like, Hey, I think something's happening. <laughs> so we went to the hospital and, um, and that was that and totally worth the wait and the drive and the flight and everything. She's uh, you know, a dream, everything we hoped she could be gorgeous. Um, biggest she's, eyelashes. She's so beautiful. You can, you, she has, she has eyelashes that like people pay for she's she's so beautiful it's it's readily apparent that i had nothing to do with making her oh yeah it's pretty obvious like looking at that kid and then looking at you like there's no shared dna there <laughs> yep no that's that's <laughs> nothing that's not that there's there's no there's no shared uh no shared dna in, in between you, the two of you but you but. guys I, the day the day that she came like okay number one like rock it back the day that you told me that you were selected you and Ashley got on our Zoom. Right. We were actually recording an episode the day that you told me. And you said, do you want to be called Aunt Lindley or That's Aunt right. LD? And I'm like, it took me, I was taken about, I was like, what? And you're like, do you want to be called Aunt Lindley or Aunt LD? And at that point, I just uh, started to cry and scream. And I, I think what we had to do was like, calm me down. And it took a good half hour before we could even start recording. Because I was just yeah in a fit. and I was about to ask you who oh who who are we doing the show on then but that was a silly question that's, I mean. that's stupid we were doing Michael Jackson <laughs> of course it was Michael Jackson um so yeah so you know when you told me that and then they had I guess the doctors had gotten the due date for her wrong so we thought it was going to be a Christmas delivery mm-hmm. and we were by a month. And they missed it by a month. And I remember calling How do you miss that, mom <laughs> and I was You're a like, I don't, I don't cuss in front of my mother, but oh my God, she heard words that had never come out of my mouth in her presence. Like, I'm like, what the actual, these doctors doing, making it a month. She bet like, I was mad because <laughs> if they just said January, I'd been like, all right, cool. Okay, fine. January. But like, no, they said December. And then it was like, oh no, she's got a whole nother month. And then she was late. And then she was late again. And then she was late again. And then finally mom called me and said, your brother is, is on his way right now. He's in the car. He's on his way to go meet her. And I'm like, and then I started crying all over again. And so uh, she's just, I've, I've not gotten to meet her yet. We're hoping that that's going to happen next month. But of all the photos that I've seen, she is absolutely beautiful. She, I've only heard her. Okay, fun fact. Fun fact. You guys don't even know how many times he's recorded with Sully because I have had to do some really fancy editing with some of these episodes, including there is a, a hint in one of the episodes where we do our Manfred Man's Earth Band reference of the podcast and the funny thing is i guess travis screamed and that woke sully up and so she started to cry 
but there wasn't a way to cut it. So if you listen to the episode again, and I can't even remember which episode it was, but you'll hear that, you know, the air horn that we normally do, I had to double it to cover up her crying. And so there has been some fancy editing. So if you hear like a sentence cut off here or like extra syllables here, it's because I was editing Sully out because we did not want to let anyone know about her because there is that time where you can't share it with anybody. You can't put anything on social media. You can't talk about it. And, you know, it's, they're very strict rules. And so we were all following that to the letter. So I Hmm. even did like some fancy editing. Because you, you, you know, we brought her home. She was born in January, brought her home very early February. It was only about three weeks ago that it was finalized, finalized. And they tell you up front, like, yeah, look, don't, don't talk about it on social media. Don't put her pictures out there. And so we've had to kind of keep quiet about it, but yeah, now we don't, but, but literally like the date, like, I don't even think that the ink was dry on the paper where mom started just posting every photo that she had of Sully <laughs> on her social media. She's like, I'm a grandmother. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, we decided that this is how we wanted to tell the world that you are now a papa. I never thought that you would be a dad. Uh, you're a wonderful pup dad. But honestly, the fact is like I've the, the pictures of you and Sully melt my freaking heart because it's just the two of you in the world and it's nobody else. And it just is, okay, I'm gonna cry. Um, it's wonderful and I love you, big brother. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I know what you went through to, to have Sully in your life and it means the world to me that i get to be an aunt to such a sweet little girl i'm already an aunt i i have other nieces and nephews scattered up about the globe but you know this one this one hits close to home yeah and, uh, and you suck you suck more i hope you fall that's, on as close a, as, that's as close as we get to being emotional is telling yeah. what we say i hope that i hope that you fall on a waffle iron that's plugged in for far too long it's uh yeah it was a, a very long road very long process long wait um totally worth it she's everything you would have wanted and she sleeps through the night which i'm told doesn't happen much but uh she does yep i think that's the universe looking out for me because i'm old <laughs> fair enough Yeah, because if she if she was up all night crying and i had to like change like 10 poopy diapers and you know between like 2 a.m and 6 a.m that that would suck yeah so i haven't had to do that and i'm really really appreciative yeah all right well that's that's our episode for the night Yay! Woo-hoo! um i'm gonna give out and, our social stuff oh and, oh and real quick i just want to say we have wanted uh, we, you know ld and i discussed like well do you do you want to discuss you know tell the audience and i said yes of course i do because you guys have you know we've actually gotten to know some of you we consider you you know our friends and kind of a, a part of our extended family so i said yeah i said yes of course i do when, when we can do it and then we decided like well and we'll do it during a slap nuts and we'll kind of build a one topic just around something familial and then we'll we'll drop that bomb at the end but i i, I told ld specifically like, yes yeah, our audience means a lot to us. I do. I want. I want to share this with them, and I want to tell them. So you, you guys really mean a lot to us, and so yeah. that's why we did it this way. Yeah. And LD sucks. You suck more. Um, I, I honestly, I can't wait to meet her because there's a chance that you might not get her back. <laughs> just, yes, you're gonna abduct the baby. <laughs> I, I, I just might because she is 
you guys. I've had the semi kidnapper back from several relatives. So, I, yes, that, that's I a thing. I'm assuming one of them is probably mom. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah, she'd probably be like the the main culprit and maybe Aaron. One, uh, well, Aaron has not had the chance to meet her yet, but. Oh, okay. Well, cousin, cousin Kevin, it was hard to get her back from him. Really? Would not yeah. have nailed it down uh, on Kevin. Uh, and a couple of Ashley's relatives. Yeah. They're, 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 um, Aunt Rita. <laughs> Fair. And a few others. Yeah. Well, she is perfection. And so, uh, like, like T said, I, I'll, I'll echo that sentiment is that you guys are our family. Um, there are tons of you guys, you know, uh, Andrea, Chris, um, Thea, Andrea, uh, Penelope, like that's just to name a couple. Uh, like there's a ton of you guys, like we have such a great fan base and it was something that like, I have, I cannot tell you guys how itchy I have been to get this information out because I was so, so excited. And, uh, and yeah, I'm glad that we finally got this out and you guys know about it now. And so, uh, T, if you would like to post a photo of the, the eyelash photo that mom constantly sends me, she'll send me that photo just unprovoked. She, she'll just be like, look at these eyelashes. And then she'll just send it. It's like, mom, it is six in the morning. Why are you texting me pictures of Sully's eyelashes? Stop it. <laughs> so because I want you to get these. Yes, I want I want you to have these. Can you just go to your, your eyelash person and say, I want that. OK, good. All right. Like I got my eyelashes from you, mom. All right. So anyway, now with all that out of the way, and of course, my we, we got some uh, almost crying in a Manfred Man's Earth Band reference. And uh, a lot of really scarring, sad memories and wonderful news. So I think that this is a pretty full episode of the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast. Slap and um, June. and um, brown chicken, brown cow. All right. So anyway, if you uh, if you think that we're brown doing a great. OK, you know what? I'm not even going to give out the Patreon because at this point, why give us money for whatever my brother's doing? <laughs> you if you would like to. uh you can find us on patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven. You can find our Twitter at rock and roll LT, Instagram, rock and roll heaven LT, Facebook, rock and roll heaven pod. Check us out there, guys, because we are having a lot of fun. I did because we're, we're going to be posting this on Saturday. Uh, we did have some passings, but we will be noting all of those on our next episode of Tammy Wynette because, you know, we want to keep this lighter. But please follow us uh, on Facebook. Our website, still not saying it. Almost got gotcha. you. Uh, check it out on TikTok at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. And then we try to post some fun facts over there, uh, you know, rock stuff. But also, I bought a inflatable triceratops, and that video is up. And uh, I'm going to play with it some, and I will post videos there because uh, I love inflatable dinosaurs. Uh, you can also email us at rockandrollheavenlt at gmail.com. And please make sure to check out all the other Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com. There are some incredible shows uh, that are going right now, um, and we'd love for you to check those out. Also, one other piece of news before we let you all go. I am back on American Idol. Yay. Yeah. So American Idol auditions are going to be starting on uh, sorry, August the 5th, I believe. And that will be South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia. So those are the first ones up. But if you happen to know 
any singers that would like to audition for the show ages 15 to 28, please uh, email me at either the rock and roll heaven LT at gmail.com email address, or you can also email me at lindley.erlich at americanidol.com. That's L-Y-N-L-Y dot E-H-R-L-I-C-H at americanidol.com. And uh, I'll get you all the info and a special pass. All right, guys. So from all of us here at Rock and Roll Heaven and to all of you out there, the light at the end of the tunnel might be Sully's eyelashes. Don't know how that works, but you know what? I, I've got nothing else. Sorry. So Will the Thrill, would you have to, would you like to say something to our audience? Oh, just thanks for coming along with us. I know that news was a long time coming and uh, glad we could share it. And thanks for listening. Genuinely. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And TJ2, would you like to say something to our, our little radio family? I would like to say something to our little radio family. Our little radio family got bigger and also um, brown chicken, brown cow. Okay, all right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> since we just took a vote and general consensus says this is a perfectly fine song to end on, let's do Stevie Wonder with Isn't She Lovely. You guys, we love you so much. We'll catch you next time for part three of Tammy Wynette. See you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.